Running a business can be hard and it's easy to feel like the whole world is on your shoulders and you wonder how you're actually going to cope. So tune into today's podcast where we discuss what to do when you're feeling overwhelmed and under the pump. Welcome to the Profitable Tradie Podcast, where we talk about hands-on strategies that you can use in your plumbing, electrical, or similar service business to make more money, get some time back, and make your business less reliant on you. Hope you enjoy, and don't forget to follow. Hi there, it's uh, TFJ here, Tony Fraser-Jones, the host of the Profitable Tradie Podcast, hanging out with my good mate and uh, co-host Phil Smith. How you doing, my man? Yeah, good, mate, good. Uh, ready to roll, it's going to be a good topic today. Good topic, really important topic today. That's right. Uh, so should we get into it? What are we talking about? Well, mate, running a business is tough, and one of the biggest challenges that we see for business owners is dealing with the overwhelm and overload that all the demands of the business have. So, you know, you've got clients, projects, suppliers, your team, you've got money, cash flow, landlords, all the government regs, it's all there, all the fun stuff. And what we see happen is that the business owner can get into a state where they just feel under the pump and like there's no way out. You know, they feel kind of hopeless, helpless, out of control, and it's not a great feeling. Uh, So today we're going to dig into how to deal with that situation because if you're feeling like this, you don't have to. You know, like there is a way through if you know how. Yeah, 100%. Uh, This is really important stuff. Uh, And, you know, we don't talk about some of this stuff very often. Uh, You know, sometimes there's like mental health challenges, anxiety, depression, all that sort of stuff uh, for business owners. And some of that's caused by the the stress and pressure of owning a business. Yeah. Uh, And so I think it's important we acknowledge that. Yeah. Uh, And some people are, you know, going to need some professional help with that sort of stuff. And I don't think you should ever be ashamed or feel less of a person, you know, if if that's where you're at. And I just want to say that if you're listening today, you know, if you're really, really struggling, put your hand up and get some help. Uh, what we're going to talk about today is probably not quite at the end of you really need to go get some, you know, some actual professional help, but it's probably some stuff that could help you stop getting there yeah, uh, as well because the overwhelm uh, is real. It does something to your brain, which we're going to talk about. It actually does kind of mess your brain up and uh, makes you less able to cope, so it becomes quite a vicious circle uh, yeah. as well. Um, so, yeah, it's, um, it's a bit of a heavy topic. We'll try and keep it light, of course, yeah. as we do. Yeah, and I think just like you said, Tony, I mean, if you're really at the end of your tether and this is you know really starting to mount up on you, then this is not what you need right now. You need you need some real help, yep. so put your hand up. But this is the stuff that will stop us getting there. Uh, and I'm sure, as always, you want to kick off with a story, mate. A story. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, for those of you who don't know, and Phil knows because I've told him this 27,000 times, uh, I'm a bit of a fan of... Uh, of air crash investigation, which is probably not a great thing to talk about on this topic because it seems a bit gloomy. I don't know, but anyway, Tony likes watching those those kinds of shows. You know, like those ones that are on like Discovery or like National Geographic, History Channel, History whatever. History Channel. Uh, uh, yeah, look, don't judge me, man. Yeah, he doesn't. There's no watch judgment TV for entertainment. It's a no um, judgment zone. <laughs> he doesn't listen to music for entertainment either. Music is a focus tool. <laughs> That's actually true. Occasionally, I do. It's quite fun. Yeah, well, you're an ABBA guy, aren't you? Nothing wrong with the Dancing Queen, mate. Oh, mate, never. All well, right, just cool. as a side topic, that movie with the ABBA soundtrack is the dumbest movie ever. Oh, Mamma Mia. What a hater. So dumb. Anyway, what a hater. What a um, hater. I love my wife, so I watched it. Yeah, yeah. Come on, mate. Yeah. Happy you loved life, it happy wife. You loved it. Happy wife, happy life. One of those ones. Anyway, right. um, love the air crash investigation and just buzzed out by the way they pieced those things together. But that's not what I wanted to talk about. It's kind of a segue sort of thing. You know? Sure. Yeah. I tend to do that. 
yeah. around in circles. It's all good. Flight manuals is what I want to talk about. And and um, I actually watched um, Sully for like the 27th time a couple of weeks ago. Love that movie. Mm, great. And movie. you'll notice when they, uh, you know, when they have the bird strike, if you haven't watched the movie, you should watch it. Um, Tom Hanks. Yeah. Amazing actor. And they have the bird strike and they lose power, you know, at the lowest altitude anyone's ever had dual engine failure and they end up landing in the Hudson. And as they are going through this process, the co-pilot uh, basically gets a checklist and goes through the checklist for the emergency procedures for what to do to restart the engines, to relight the engines. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, in this case, they couldn't because the engines were they were stuffed. They were broken, yeah. full of Canadian geese, smashed them up, not good at altitude and speed. Yeah. yeah. I'm going off on a tangent, but that's okay. We'll get to the point. The, the emergency manual is the point. Uh, they've got a checklist, a, a process to deal with the problem. And that's what we want to get to today. That's kind of where we'll end up is we want you to actually uh, have a process that you, you can tap into when you are feeling overwhelmed to help you get back on track. Yeah. Uh, and I it will be, be like your, you know, your emergency manual. Yeah, and this is crucial because I think one of the biggest things is that when you have an emergency or you are overwhelmed or things are really going wrong, uh, you're not in your clearest thinking mind, are you? You're not you're not in a logical place problem solving. Uh, so having that checklist is absolutely crucial because that's you know that's what's going to get you through. And I mean, if you're there having bird strike, if you were um, if you were Sully, yeah, uh, you probably first thought is freak out. Yeah. Uh, but if you know you got that manual to go to, then you know that helps you to actually get through the freak out, which yeah. is the whole point. Yeah. So. The good news is we're not, cr- you know, not going to be crashing aeroplanes in our business. No. Um, but it could, it could, it could kind of feel like that sometimes, metaphorically. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the, I think the point is here, when you are overwhelmed, there is actually something that happens to your brain. Something like physiological happens, uh, and it's it's the the limbic brain is kind of the fight or flight, the primitive animal brain that we have. When you're in a situation of stress, you know, overwhelm, it goes back to kind of caveman days where we, you know, we see a wild animal and we like fight or flight. We're going to fight or we're going to run, mm. and it's used for quick bursts of energy to get us out of trouble. And that same response actually gets stimulated when we're overwhelmed with demands from our business. Yeah. Uh, except it's not a sprint; it becomes a marathon. Yeah. And we're we're like that all the time. But the point is. Uh, when you're in that fight or flight response, your brain operates differently. Like the 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 energy and the blood goes to the big muscles in your body, and the this is a scientific thing: is your brain actually doesn't perform the same. No, you, it goes into autopilot. It goes into autopilot. You cannot think. You can only think short term. You can't think long term. You don't make good decisions. You're kind of just very instinctive and reactive. You're actually a stupider version of your own self. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. And so you might have found this when you're in that under the pump phase you actually do dumb things yeah it's ironic you're a faster stronger fitter version of your dumber self that's right yeah. which is pretty dangerous sometimes yeah, yeah. well when you got to make good decisions it's yeah pretty and, hard. and so you can get locked in that that situation so it's it's important that you know you realize actually there's something going on you, and you'll notice you'll feel that in yourself you, you feel tight and you kind of feel really adrenalized and all that sort of stuff heart so, rate goes up yeah, all, those, all that sort all of stuff. fun stuff so mate if we don't get this right and we don't have a plan what's going to happen I think you're going to feel out of control, so you'll feel like life's happening to you rather than, you know, you're, you're driving the wheel, you're yeah. playing someone else's game. You're going to feel overwhelmed. Uh, you know, your mind is frozen. Um, we, you know, that like I said, literally, the limbic brain takes over, and you're kind of like a deer in the headlights, sort of thing. And and that that's a real. Th- your, your brain just doesn't work the same. You are a stupider version of yourself. Yeah. Uh, this is something that definitely happens. You get Jekyll and Hyde. So. You might be quite a calm person, 
but all of a sudden you just like blow up. Yeah. Like you get angry, you're not out of, you know, team member yeah, uh, or family member or, or whatever. And you're like, where did that come from? Yeah. Uh, yeah. We've all done this. hundred percent. So you just lose your rag basically. Yeah. Um, and you get exhausted. So it becomes a habit. You, you, f- you can be in this situation for a long period of time and rather than a bit of a sprint to, you know, solve a short term problem, it becomes just a long marathon at a sprint pace. Yeah. Good luck keeping that up. And so you, you just basically get, completely drained yeah and you might be able to do it for a while and you think i work best when i'm under pressure and i'm like yeah but not forever <laughs> you, no one keeps that up forever well there's, there's a, yeah there's a payment to be made because uh you're probably shortening your life if you live like that for for weeks yeah. and months and years at a time and a lot of business owners do yeah and particularly when they're young because the body will withstand it but you get to a certain point and it's like oh, i've had enough yeah yeah well, it's kind of like anything, right? I mean, you can go out and party all night when you're 20 years old. Uh, but, hey, you try to do that at 40 years old and you you probably can't do the same nights back-to-back you used to. So, it's you know, it's the same thing. It catches up with you. 100%. Um, stress is very much the same. You can withstand more when you're younger. Um, but the thing is, you can't keep that up forever. So, you need to start making some changes about the way you respond to that stress now. Because uh, even if you can handle it now, uh, that's not going to be forever, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, what if we get it right? I think you're gonna you you know if you if you know how to manage the overwhelm and you have a plan for actually dealing with it, uh, you're gonna be in a position where you're actually focused on the things that count. So you're gonna be able to do the things that are really gonna help you when you're in the middle of you know in the middle of a poo storm, as yeah. they say. Yeah. Um, you're gonna feel positive. So you, you know you can be feel real busy, but you can also feel positive that you know you're in control. Yeah. And you're able to make process pro- mm. progress. And there's a thing I call the virtuous cycle, uh, which is this is the opposite of a vicious cycle. So as I, as we talked about, you know, your brain doesn't work properly. So if you're under the pump, you maybe got lots of project deadlines. Uh, maybe you're a bit short of staff. Uh, so what happens is, let's say you and your operations manager, you jump in and fill the holes, or you yeah. try and pick up the slack. Yeah. And then you find that there's no one really managing the schedule because you're both too busy. So the schedule gets pushed out. Maybe some materials don't get ordered on time. Uh, maybe there's frustrations built up on other projects timelines. They they sort of get pushed back. Maybe you don't have time then to hire some more people or you take too long to get back to a good person and they fall through the cracks. Yeah. And so the problem becomes worse because of the fact that you're overwhelmed and dealing it within a, in a kind of an overwhelmed way. That's yeah, the vicious sure. circle. And I'm sure we've all experienced that. So what yeah. we want to do is sort of turn that around uh, and, and turn it into a virtuous, virtuous cycle. Whereas, you know, when you're too busy to think ahead, um, you do make sub, uh, suboptimal decisions, but what we want to do is actually just think about, um, well, take a little bit of time, um, plan properly, maybe spend some time on hiring uh, and get some more people in to help and so we can actually build rather than get sucked into that, that vicious circle. So it's yep. sort of spinning it you know, the other way. 100%. Cool. So how do we do this? Well, good question. Uh, and it's... it's um, it's not easy, but it's definitely uh, doable. Um, I think wh- one thing that we need to focus on is, and we've talked about this before, uh, is focusing on the difference between production and productive capacity. Mm. Uh, and this is something that um, Stephen Covey talked about in his book, Highly Effective, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Yep. Uh, you know, it, when we're under the pump, it's very easy just to focus on getting the job done, and we need to do that a bit, but sometimes we also need to think about, well, how can we build the productive capacity in our business? So that that's about actually, you know, creating some leverage for the future. Maybe it's getting some checklists in place. Maybe it's getting some training programs in place. Maybe it's you know, figuring out how we can hire 
more people so that we just spend a little bit of our time on that so that we're not completely under the pump all the time. We can sort of claw our way out of it as, as well, which is which is the virtuous circle that I, you know, so we talked about before. Mm. So maybe uh, instead of jumping into filling all the holes in the field, we actually stay in our lane, we make sure the business runs properly, uh, maybe we work on the hiring or whatever so that we can actually get some more capacity for the future. That That's kind of the opposite way of doing it. So um, virtuous circle is what we want, not the Fisher circle. Yeah, 100%. And I think like there is always that temptation to just jump in and, and just try to battle through and get the work done because, you know, you're probably uh, – yeah, you're probably pretty good at doing that. You know, you can jump in, you can fix a problem, you can fill a hole. People look to you and you think, this is great leadership. But the hard thing is that when you do that, like you say, you're on production, you're not on productive capacity, you don't fix the real problem, Band-Aid goes on that bullet hole, um, and sure enough, it'll come off again at some point. So you need to actually you know, be able to switch your focus back to the stuff that will create that productive capacity, or otherwise you'll just be right back here again, uh, and you know the pressure just keeps building. Yeah. So I think that the, the key thing with all of this is recognising that you are going to feel under the pump and you want to plan for that. And we call that planning for failure, mm. which sounds kind of weird. But what that means is, you know, when you are under the pump, the big problem is that your brain goes AWOL. Yeah. And, and you are less able to get yourself back on track. So you kind of need a bit of a crutch or uh, a system to actually help you recognise when you're under the pump and to get yourself through those tough spots. That, yeah. That's kind of the key to this. So yeah. you need a plan. Well, uh, I think it's just important that we all acknowledge the fact that it's like you will use this plan at some point. You know, it's kind of like the behind the glass break in case of emergency. Um, the reason it's on the wall is because at some point you probably have an emergency. <laughs> and so if you've got nothing behind that glass, then you're going to be up the creek with no pedal. Uh, and I'm sure everyone listening has been overwhelmed before and you've been in a position where you could have used this plan. But if you're not um, and you've been lucky enough to never have one of those situations, um, I just want to say with love that you probably will be there at some point. And so, you know, you know, pre pre planned is, is gonna be better. It means that you're you know armed for this and yep. that you can get through. Yeah. So with our with our members in our million dollar trading program, we, we teach them to create an emergency manual, which is a list of activities or things that they can do when they find themselves being overwhelmed to get back on track. And they you know, they put need to put that in three or four places around their office or their house or whatever. Maybe it's stuck in your wardrobe, just so you see it because it's the the key here is you often just forget that you are overwhelmed. You get yeah. just sucked in, yeah. Uh, so it's creating some awareness about that, and then it's having some things that you can, you know, that you can actually do to help. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. And and um, there's a bunch of stuff you can do. I mean, maybe we can, you know, look at a few of those things just just so people know what we're sort of talking about. Um, you know, when you are stressed, there's there's really two things you can change. Mm. There's the demands from the environment. That's the things you need to do. That kind of outside you, and then you can change your ability to cope as well. And that's the stuff that's inside you. yeah. Uh, and your ability to cope is kind of a couple of things too. It's like your actual ability to cope. Some people are just, you know, a bit more resilient. And it's your perceived ability to quote, uh, to, to, to cope as well. You know, sort of not everyone's going to respond in the same way. And it's all about how you how you look at things. So you can work on both of those things, you know, reduce the demands and increase your ability to cope. And so, you know, for example, what are my options? Well, demands from the environment, you can... You know, figure out what the bottlenecks are, maybe hire some extra people, maybe get a stop doing list, delegate some tasks and outcomes, maybe rework your default calendar is a good a good thing to do. Yep. Prioritizing tasks, uh, you know, prioritizing within tasks. For example, if you've got a bunch of pricing to do, maybe rather than just pricing the next thing, you know, choose the the few projects with the best clients with the highest margins, just price those and don't do the other stuff. So prioritization yeah. is, is is super important. Massive. Le- yeah, learn to say no. 
uh, I think last week's podcast we talked about that. You got to learn to say no or not now, just to take yep. the pressure off. So that's that's stuff you can do. But you know, you got to work on yourself as well, your own ability to cope, and that's that's a bunch of common sense stuff. But it's kind of not often done. Yeah, yeah. So it could be as simple as exercise. You know, I find, and I know you do as well. You go to the gym every day, uh, and I like to run and and uh, do some stretching and stuff as well. If you get your heart rate up for half an hour, everything feels easier. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Clears your head, and you can focus better. Go for a walk. Drink lots of water. Yeah, go for a walk in nature. Maybe go for a surf. Uh, I like to do breathing exercises. I find them incredibly helpful. Some people do meditation. I know you love the breathing exercises, mate. It's a special <laughs> favorite of yours. I'm not a big breather, honestly. Uh, I, you know, I just tell my body it doesn't need to breathe. That's right. <laughs> no, but on, but honestly, look, like it's it's what works for you, right? Like breathing isn't isn't a big one that I love, but you know, for me, like being outside and especially in some form of nature, I find that extremely calming. So it's it's just different for everybody, and you need to find your things. That's really the key. Yeah, and so yeah, yeah, and that's what you put in your emergency plan. Maybe it's um, you know, you need to reach out and just talk to someone, have a chat to someone. A problem shared is a problem halved. Yeah, I I find something that a lot of people really enjoy is um listening to something motivational, whether it's you know something on YouTube uh, or maybe an audio book uh, or even reading a book, something that's kind of gives them a bit of inspiration, really helps reset where they're at. Yeah. Uh, sleeping well is critical. When you're under the pump, you don't sleep properly. And so working on that, it's like drink less caffeine. You know, yeah. if, you, if you're under the pump and you're fueling yourself with caffeine, odds on you're not going to sleep well and you're going to need more caffeine. So cut the caffeine, cut the alcohol, you know, cut the food before before. Bed, take a bit of chill out time, a bit of no screen time just to kind of settle yourself for, for sleeping. All those things make a huge difference to your ability to cope. Yeah. And there are things you could potentially put in your emergency plan. I just have it on the wall and you're like you can key into those things when you feel under the pump. Yeah. And I think like one point I want to make here about that ability to cope is like a lot of the time people say, yeah, I'm coping. You know, I'm, co- I'm coping fine. I'm getting through this. I know I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, but you need to not just cope inwardly, you need to cope outwardly as well. Because if you have a team, you might be feeling like, I've got this, I'm coping. But if your team's viewing you as someone who's not coping, you know, you're walking around like a dark cloud, face like a drop pie. Yep. And uh, and basically you're not, um, yeah, you're not being your best self. Uh, that rubs off. You know, it really does set an energy. And you set the tone in your business as a leader. I know, Tony, like both me and you have done this multiple 100%. times. Yep. And um, one thing I think is really, really uh, important is um, have at least one other person in your life, um, ideally even in your business, that knows your tells, you know, knows what it looks like when you're under the pump, when you're overwhelmed, because the key is you won't see it as fast as other people will. It'll take a while for you to click. And so if you've got somebody who, you you, you know, can be like a, a mirror for you that can come up and say, hey, Tony, I've noticed you've been acting like this and doing this thing and doing this other thing. And I noticed that when you do that, that's usually when you're feeling overwhelmed. Um, you can be like, oh, sh- yeah. damn, I am doing that stuff. Well, i got to jump in. Like, Phil, you do that for me. Uh, it's incredibly helpful because I tend to mm. try and take on or take control of things when I'm under the pump, which I shouldn't be. Yeah. And you, like, call me on and say, hey, man, you shouldn't be doing that. And it's like, oh, yeah, I'm doing it again. Yeah. Super, super useful. And vice versa, mate. I walk around the office uh, with uh, with my heart on my sleeve, man. Like, however I feel, that's exactly what my face looks like. And, um, and sometimes I'm not wanting to show that to everybody, you know. Uh, so being able to have someone who can see it when you can't feel it is really, really important. It helps you to check yourself a little yeah. bit quicker. Yeah. Um, and I mean, if you're listening, you're probably thinking some of these things we're talking about may be a bit kind of, I don't know, new age or woo-woo or whatever. But actually they're incredibly powerful. And if you think about high-level athletes, uh, really successful people, they do 
this stuff. They they are into the whole exercise thing and and you know focusing on relaxation and good sleep and all that sort of stuff is what they really focus on because that's actually what counts. Yeah, it makes you makes you strong. Yeah, well, that might bring us to the next point. You know, we, mm. we talk about fixing the driver. And I think one thing is that your business is kind of like a, a well-oiled machine, you know, it's kind of a finely tuned car, if you think about like an F1 car, um, and you want it to be as finely tuned as possible so it can go as fast as possible and, and, and be a winning car, but the hard thing is a winning car with a, with a dead driver doesn't go anywhere, uh, and so, you know, it's really important to finely tune the car, but you have to always make sure that the driver is in good health. Yeah, and this is, this is huge. Uh, you know, when we are under the pump, we, we actually try and work harder. We put the accelerator down. We punch through jobs. We try and push the team harder, smash stuff out. But what we don't realise is you know, even though we have the foot hard on the accelerator, a lot of the time we've got the foot hard on the brake as well. 100%. And, and that hard, hard on the brake is things like, you know, we're not eating properly. We're eating a bunch of rubbish. We're not sleeping. We're lying awake at night thinking about stuff. Uh, we're drinking. Maybe we're ranting and raving like inside or maybe outside as well. Yeah. Um, and we're not taking any breaks. And so or we're doing nothing to have fun or relax or any creative time. And so basically we're trying to go faster, but actually we're not able to because we're, we're, we're jammed up. Yeah. Yeah. So all you create a lot of uh, smoke and noise. That's 100%. Just and, like and your car. <laughs> yeah. And frustration. You don't even realize it. Yeah. That's it. So, so I think it's, it's um, there's sort of two parts to this. Number one, you want to build resilience into a healthy lifestyle, which is that's going to help you not feel under the pump so quickly. So that's kind of just having a healthy lifestyle in general. But then there's some strategies that you can employ in the moments that are tough so you can get perspective back. Mm. And like I can only speak from personal experience, but I find like exercise and going getting a sweat up for 30 minutes just changes every problem. Yeah. Going for a walk for me is amazing. You know, just get out of the office or out of, out of, the, out of the job for – 30, 40 minutes going for a walk made a huge difference. Mm. Uh, having a bit of downtime as well just to, to reset, those things just change how you feel. You come back with a different approach. And that's how you change your ability to cope, which is a big part of this. Yeah, well, we got a saying in the office about, hey, you need to take a walk around the block and come back as a better version of yourself. And, you know, like we say it, and it's kind of a joke, but it's actually dead serious because half the time when you walk around the block, you do come back as a better version of yourself, right? Like get outside, fresh air, bit of exercise, you come back and, you know, the problems of the world don't seem so heavy. So, yeah, yeah, we, we joke, but we mean it. <laughs> you're better able to deal with it. Yeah, that's it. I think the last thing that I think would be cool to kick around is this idea of creating some space. Yeah. So... One of the things that you and I and all the team here notice is that when our members, uh, you know, are under the pump, we can see the problem when we look at their calendar. Yeah, totally. Uh, it, it just jumps out. Show me an overworked, overwhelmed person yeah. and, uh, and I'll show you a, a jam-packed calendar. Jam-packed calendar. So yeah. maybe it's their default calendar. Maybe they've got sort of a structure to the week or maybe they don't have that. And or they, they dropped it. They dropped it or they just schedule their work from week to week, which, by the way, is a terrible idea because you're very responsive. Yeah, uh, and, and you will feel overwhelmed by that. But the calendar is jam-packed. There's no room for emergencies or urgent stuff to fit in. There's no room for self-care. There's no room for downtime. And there's no room for thinking. Yeah. And that's a problem because as a business owner, you know, it may be different if you're a little smaller and it's just a couple of you, uh, but you still need some thinking time. But if, there's, if you've got a team of 5, 10, or 50, or 100, whatever it is, thinking time is unbelievably important because if you're not setting the direction, uh, if you're not figuring out where you need to go, well, where are you going? Yeah, well, I've been actually I've been rewatching an old pirate show called Black Sails on uh, on Netflix, 
Um, it's a bit cheesy, but uh, but you know, a lot of old big pirate ships there, and it really I always think about uh, this concept kind of like a pirate ship. You know, those big ones, all the rigging and everything, and you know, sometimes you just want to get so busy, and it's almost like you're running up and down the rigging, tying down knots, you know, letting the sails out, doing this, doing that, but no one's standing behind the wheel. Yeah. Uh, and your ship going in circles, doesn't it? So I think the thing is, is if nobody's actually behind the wheel, you know, taking some time to think and plan and have a look at all the moving parts and whether they're being done properly, um, then it's all a waste of effort and time anyway. And so you get so busy running up and down those, you know, those different bits and, you know, getting the sails out and everything that uh, you forget that no one's actually steering the ship. Yeah, so that, that's, that's real yeah. important. You can be going fast but going nowhere. Exactly. Uh, and so, I mean, today I guess the thing is, what do we do when we feel like that? We need the emergency manual, you know, that, that thing that we can look at that just gives us a few uh, strategies that we can put in place to get ourselves back in the right spot so we can actually, you know, perform it our, at our best uh, and get yep. the business going where, uh, where we want it to. If we think about the calendar, uh, here's a few tips that might help. Uh, try and limit your calendar to 60% full. Yeah, totally. Uh, because there's stuff that comes up. And, yeah. and we've looked at lots of people's calendars. Yeah, we look at them and they're basically back-to-back meetings, you know, yeah. uh, and it's all high-intensity stuff. And if you've got five meetings in a row, I, I'm guaranteed by meeting like four and five, you're just going through the motions. It's a waste of time anyway because you can't remember what's going on. Yeah. You, you're, you're knackered. Yeah. You're feeling yeah. smashed. You've got to give yourself some downtime. Like the rest ethic makes the work ethic sustainable. Like, I mean, it's the reason I go to the gym every day at lunchtime is because by the time we've done something like this and recorded some podcast episodes, I go out, do a coaching call, I go out, work on a big system with the team, do another meeting. Uh, I, need to, I need to go to the gym and just like not think about anything for a while and do some exercise or otherwise in the afternoon when I come back, if I've got more of that kind of stuff, I can't hack it. Yeah, 100%, 100%. So you've got to break things yeah. up. And I think it's important to schedule in some self-care, you know, some breaks, holidays, uh, lunch breaks, all that sort of stuff so that you can increase your own ability to cope. I mean, that's that's huge. And as we said, like, you can only change two things, the demands from the environment so you can reduce those a little bit, uh, which sometimes is actually harder than changing your ability to cope, which is about looking after yourself, changing, yeah. you know, the nature of the the problem that you see it, sometimes it's kind of reframing it. It's probably not as bad as it looks. If you give yep. yourself a little bit of five minutes to breathe, you probably see that. Yeah, uh, That's important. So I guess what I would say if you're listening to sort of wrap this up is uh, recognise that you are going to feel under the pump. Let's plan for that that point of failure. And let's write a list of maybe it's four or five things that you can put on a piece of paper and you know copy it three or four times and put it in different places in your office, maybe in your ute or your work vehicle, uh, in your wardrobe or maybe even on the mirror in the bathroom and just read it each day mm. uh, because when you're over under the pump you won't recognise it this will just kind of jog your memory it's like, memory. It's like oh yeah look if I go and exercise for half an hour this is going to make me feel make me feel good maybe make me more resilient so it might just help you to do that when yeah. you need to and you'll need it because when you're under the pump it's all the things that are actually going to be good they're usually all the things that sound like you really don't want to do them oh. and all the things that are actually going to be bad sound really attractive like, I mean, don't get me wrong, if I've had a big long day, sometimes it's nice to crack a beer at the end and have it with dinner um, and just unwind a bit. But if I've had a long month, that's a f- terrible idea. Terrible idea. Um, because it's actually going to, you know, be something that saps my energy. So while it numbs something now, it doesn't actually help in the long run. Bad food's the same. Crap TV's the same. You know, all that social kind of stuff. Is social media is the same. It numbs now, but it doesn't do you any good. In fact, it does you bad. And on the other hand, if I'm sitting there exhausted after a long day and I'm like, man, this has been a long month. Um, I should probably go do some exercise. You're like, bugger that. And it's the last thing you want to do. 
but um but that's actually going to pump your tires up yep. so so yep. yeah it's, it's hard to go to this stuff automatically guys that's why you need that emergency yep. checklist yep 100 so every business owner feels under the pump i think that's that's uh definitely true uh and if you don't feel under the pump now you will at some stage in the future and maybe it feels constantly under the pump that might be your you know your reality right now and it does mess with your head and unfortunately it does make us uh, you know, a stupider version of ourselves and we can actually do silly things that don't help and life isn't much fun. So we need a strategy to actually lift ourselves out of the overwhelm and, and a plan in advance for helping us you know, stay on the top. So I think a key thing here is remember the five Ps. Prior planning prevents poor performance. So let's get prepared for the overwhelm. Uh, how you'll get through it will depend on how well you're actually prepared. So get that uh, emergency manual up on the wall. Nice. Thanks for listening and uh, we'll catch you next time. See you later. Thanks for listening. Now, if you enjoyed the podcast, there's four ways we can help your business. Number one, grab a free copy of my book called The Profitable Trading, and it's at profitabletradingbook.com forward slash podcast. Two, join my free Facebook group at profitabletrading.com forward slash group. Three, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Just search Profitable Trading in the YouTube search bar. Or four, book a free 15-minute phone call to find out about our coaching programs at profitabletrading.com forward slash podcast call. Or if you can't remember any of that, just check out the session notes.